All right. What is up, everybody? Haley here with another episode. I'm super stoked to um, get started. Um, but first of all, I just wanted to like let y'all know that I like have a hard time sometimes narrowing down specifically what I want to share with you all. Um, and part of it is is because there's just so much that I want to share. And it's like, I want to let you all know of everything that I learned and have experienced, but also provide you with space of, of processing and healing and um, opportunities to create and formulate whatever feeling and emotion and idea and belief you have around um, the episodes I create and, and, and things around that nature. And so, excuse me. <laughs> um, I really want to take this time to one, acknowledge every single one of you. And I may know you, I may not know you, but I want you to know that you matter. And I always say this in, in every of my episode, I always say that you matter, you are enough, and you are loved. Because I feel as if a lot of the times we don't receive that message. And it's kind of just like expected that you mean something to someone or that they love you or that you're appreciated, right? Like obviously it depends on the, the level of deep connection you have with your person or family and things around that, right? But even then I feel like it still gets lost in translation. And, you know, if you haven't taken the um, your love language quiz, I kind of urge you to take it. Um, it's one really good to have like a conversation starter with that. Like, Hey, like, what are your five love languages? Um, and so it's, it's for me, I've taken it twice or three times and I've seen changes in it before I used to be like, I'm very, um, very words of affirmation and, uh, I think like my main one was like physical touch and gift giving. Um, and now that I've done a lot of inner work and I've figured out how I want to love and when I want to love, um, it's changed to quality time. And yeah, physical love is still, is still a main thing for me. Um, but I loved gift giving still. I love reassurance and words of affirmation. Um, I love letting people know in my life that I appreciate them. And that's why I want you to know that I appreciate you, right? Like, even though you're listening to me, that doesn't mean we don't have a sense of connection, right? Like, I may be on a whole other frequency than you, right? And and you're just listening to me at whatever day and time and, and moment you are in. But I'm here with you. And although we can't like facilitate this conversation between us, you are choosing to listen and you're choosing to be present. And that's why right now in this moment, I'm affirming you, affirming your existence and that you are worthy of love and happiness and peace within yourself. And that's kind of the transition point that I really want to go into is finding peace. This actually has been really recent for me. Um, and 
I have therapy, right? I go to therapy and my therapist is simply amazing. Um, she knows how to ask me questions um, that in the moment I'm just like, whoa, what the fuck? And then I like, my brain starts ju- like juggling it through and like really creating the space for myself of, damn, okay, like this makes sense and start unpacking a lot of heavy abstract emotions that I've built because I feel as if no one could ever really understand me. Right. And so, um, on Sunday, um, I got really triggered, really triggered. I went to a physical part of my past. Um, and it literally reminded me, it gave, I like, as soon as I walked into the building, it literally gave me a glimpse of the two most painful years of my life. Not most painful, but like it's right there. It's like top 10, top five. <laughs> um, but I, I I went into the building and I was like, damn. I felt this immense feeling of sadness, of guilt, of shame, of unworthiness, of underappreciation. Um, of taking it like the being taken advantage, right? Being used. And all these pieces just were like revolting up like a volcano. It just kept coming out like lava. And I kept telling myself, you got this. Like you, you know, like it's in the past, like you've let it go already. But clearly I didn't, right? Because my emotions were triggered. And if you've listened, listened to like my past episodes. I talk about how even if you think you've healed something um, in a specific moment in time in your life, it will show up very differently in the future, right? And that's what happened to me. And it's funny because I had just been thinking about like what happened in in that apartment complex. And um, I told myself like, damn, like I really need to let that go. But I just didn't know how to. And so in today in my therapy session, um, I, I told my therapist, I was like, yo, I, I have a, I have something I really want to focus on. And I did. It took a while to really get to the root issue of why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Um, but essentially, I was just feeling this overwhelming sensation of having to carry too much responsibility for what I had done. Right. And in a in a long, long story short version, um, I was embodying this type of savior mentality and not, and I'm not talking about like the white savior complex or none of that. Um, I'm talking about, I felt like I had to save someone's life because I wanted them to feel supported. I wanted them to, I wanted them to feel seen and heard and validated because I never had that right? Like I had to figure out how to parent my own self and learn my own self to love my own self, to provide the things that I couldn't have by my mom or my dad. And I had to learn that I had, that I took responsibility into my own hands and my accountability, right? And so the healing that I did for those two years of my life, I've kind of just like masked it over of taking the full responsibility of everything that had happened. 
And I was so hard on myself by doing that. And my therapist worked with me and we we're just like, yeah, like, why is this? And why is that? Like, why do you think this? And why do you think that? And let me tell you all, by going through the maze of those emotions, I was able to release that heaviness, release that shame, that pain, that guilt. So everything that I got triggered by, by Sunday, I was able to release it by communicating, by talking, by having someone to support you in that, right? And it's hard to be vulnerable with someone on that level because you're essentially allowing yourself to unfold, to let them see the messy parts of yourself that are not all put together or that are not being masked by different emotions or that are being covered up, right? You're allowing yourself your in your true nature and your true emotions, your raw authentic self to show up in this space and be like, I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm upset. And it's like, how do you find peace in that, right? Because you have to have a balance between knowing how to feel your emotions, but also sitting in peace, allowing yourself grace and gratitude for the healing that you have done and that you continue to do and you will continue to do, right? And we get stuck in these places of hurt because we don't know how to navigate those by ourselves. And if you do know how to do it by yourself, then shout out to you because that is a level of understanding that not many folks have. And so I encourage you that if you're really good with working through your emotions, share your tips, right? Allow that one person to be like, hey, um, this is how I kind of cope. And this is what I do to help soothe myself. A simple conversation around that can help so many people, right? And I, I got to tell you all, like when I was able to really release that, I felt a sense of, of light, you know, like I had just extracted something so painful from me. And I want to acknowledge and, and clearly define and, and state that it's not like you letting go is not erasing your past, right? Your past is always going to be there. And no matter what you do, that's who you used to be. That's what you did, right? And that's who you were. And I mean, we've all heard this of your past doesn't define who you are. And so letting go is acknowledging that acknowledging that you have a past and that you were once a person that did harm onto people that did harm onto yourself and now your present and your future self are allowing you moments of gratitude and peace for you to heal for you to feel while allowing your your body to catch up to the trauma right And so when you create this space and and foster that environment, you allow yourself to truly, truly understand the meaning of letting go. And letting go takes a long time or a short period of time. 
And for me, it took two years, right? Like this was hap- like this, the hardest two years of my life happened when I was a sophomore and junior, right? It took me a really long time to accept that I had done harm and that I did harm onto myself. And it, for me, it's a really hard piece to acknowledge that because I'm usually, you know, Uh, the one to always just take responsibility for every single one of my actions. And then I feel guilty about it and remorse and I could just get so hard on myself. And so it can happen to you too, right? Like it can happen to whatever degree and level that you allow yourself to feel those emotions. And I want to remind you that even in that, that even in purging with your emotions, you still have the ability to be a human. We all make mistakes. It's how you learn from them and take them into consideration and change your pathway to be who you want to be and not be stuck or stagnant in who you used to be, right? And so I've shared in previous episodes of no one wants to be their high school self all the time, every day, all day. And I said something in therapy today that that struck my own self, right? Like sometimes I'd be saying some stuff and I'm like, okay, Haley, I see you. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes I'm my own like humor, right? I know how to make myself laugh. Um, that's actually something that I've I've learned to do with coping with so much shit and and um, feeling like I'm always alone. Um, I, I encourage myself to make myself laugh. And it's literally just like me looking into the mirror and doing some like goofy dance or some goofy face. Um, and then I just make myself giggle. Right. Uh, but I went off on a tangent there. And so what I, what I said in therapy today is I was able to acknowledge how far I set my boundaries. And what I mean by that is I overstepped my own boundaries. And I realized that my own boundaries were to even just people please, right? And so I remember just sitting there and being like, this is fucked up. What I went through was messed up. And I always invalidated my own experience in that because I was afraid that if I had accepted it, it would make me less of a person, right? Less of, of taking responsibility for what I did. By me accepting, I felt as like, before the accepting part, by me accepting what I had done, it felt as if it, there was like a disconnect. Like I had to face even worse repercussions by accepting what had happened. And that, that was not the case, right? And so a lot of the times what I see people do and feel and, and when processing emotions is that they overthink the possibilities without even getting to the point of creating that possibility. And that's what holds a lot of people back by having difficult conversations 
or necessary conversations in order to prove who you are, right? Like, you don't want to say something to be rude to someone, but you need to explicitly state what you need as a person, what you want as a person. And when you let go and that inner peace kicks in, you start to realize that you didn't have to hold on for X amount of years. You didn't have to hold on to all that pain, to all that sense of responsibility that you felt as if you have to carry. You don't have to carry half of the freaking shit you are probably carrying right now in this moment. Ask yourselves, what are you carrying that is making you so sad? That is breaking your heart over and over and over every single day? What are you doing to yourself by holding on to those heavy ass freaking pieces alone? In what ways can you share that with people? Right? We all have our go-to person. And if you don't have a go-to person, let's get you connected, right? I'm a very strategic person. And so I'm like, I love to solve, problem solve. I love to create those, those uh, opportunities for folks. And, and even if it's connecting online, connecting with nature, connecting to something or someone is five bar, five bar, uh, by far the best thing you can do for yourself. And so an inner peace comes self-care, right? Because yes, you can hit this epiphany moment of, of letting go and, and feeling peace, but you also have to think about the aftermath of it. So now that you have acknowledged that you have an issue, right? And you have a problem and you work through those emotions and you establish what you needed and what you need now and what you do take responsibility for and what was your fault right? And you're accountable and holding yourself accountable to that. But also realizing that if another person was involved, they also have a sense of responsibility as to what happened. And allowing yourself to create that for you enables you to start building up those skills and foundations to even then cope with the aftermath of releasing finding that inner peace. So it's kind of like a, all right, well, I accomplished this. Now what? Well, I bet you there are pieces you probably overlooked, right? And pieces in healing and, and feeling and, and um, you know, because you have your vision version of the story. And so it's like, that's why you got to communicate with the other party or the other thing and be like, yo, like, this is kind of like what I was feeling. This is what I'm going through. Like what, you know, what did you perceive? What did you get from this? I want, it literally essentially is asking for feedback. Um, and if you hear a train in the background, I am so sorry, <laughs> but really genuinely asking yourself, what can you do with the aftermath? Right. And it, and it's hard because it's a sense of self-care. It's a sense of identifying what you need specifically as a person afterwards. And there's so many things that you can do, right? Like I've shared like self-care before. That could be, 
you know, like journaling about your experience, your epiphany, and maybe, you know, leave at the end some lingering thoughts or questions that you have that then your future self could come back to your past and be like, okay, like there's something that I missed there. And this is something else that I want to work on because of that incident, because of that issue. And so I really want to emphasize for you all that you don't have to be lost in your emotions because the world we live in, the society we live in, in in the U.S. primarily, there's this individualistic idea of always having to handle and do everything by yourself. And I know as like growing up in a Latinx household, like my mom raised me to be very independent, very independent. And it's good in some senses, right? Like I know that I can adult and I can figure my crap out and I'm very good at doing that. And it also has affected me in negative ways because when people try to help me, I'm like, no, I don't need your help. I can do this by myself. I don't need anyone, right? Like I had adopted that narrative so intensely. And now I've re- I've learned to reshape that. I've learned to be like, okay, I need help in this. And if I don't know how to communicate that to my chosen friends and family, like I have been able to say, yo, like, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z, or like I send them an emoji or something when I'm just feeling really off or I'm having like a really bad day. And then they know how to best support me because I've already communicated that to them. And so that's the aftermath part of it too, is that if you have a conflict or an issue with this, with a person, you know, going through, like identifying the problem, going through the pain, the emotion, and the trauma of it, right? Because we experience trauma in every setting at whatever degree of level it is of how good or bad, or I don't know if there's good trauma, but um, that's actually a really good question. I'm going to put a pin on that. Um, But also learning that you can you can heal from that. You can learn to let go by moments, by years, by by pieces, but also create an after plan of, hey, here are ways that you can best support me when I reach this point, when I reach this level. Or, hey, um, I'm not feeling very well in this situation. Can you help me with X, Y, and Z? And so self-care is self-advocacy. And I, and I stand very firm in that learning how to ask for what you need, not not only for others to know you and to help and support you, but for yourself. Knowing yourself so well that you create this foundation within you of really identifying and figuring out how you react to situations, when you react to situations, how you let go of things and what things you are great at, right? Like your skills and and self-soothing and and mental, mental care, right? Physical care, but also identifying that you're not going to be this all well-knowing perfect person and figure everything out by yourself and not ever have anyone support you, but genuinely asking yourself like how others can support you and how you can best support yourself. And I always say that, and I'm gonna say that in every single one of my episodes, I'm always going to remind you and emphasize on how can you best support yourself? Because healing, learning, understanding, um, dismantling all of the parts of ourselves is, is monumental, first of all, radical resistance. 
but also cleansing and beautiful and vulnerable and all these amazing pieces mixed in with a lot of intense emotions and reminding you that you can find inner peace in all of that. That in the midst of chaos, there's always a brief moment or moments that you can pause, stop, reflect, think, and feel. And so again, I remind you that you are valid, that your existence is amazing and beautiful, and that if you need help, you can ask for help. You can communicate that. And if you're not feeling like yourself, you can communicate that too. I challenge you all to genuinely just know yourselves to the roots of you, right? Like your relationship with yourself is the longest and it is the most difficult relationship because you are also changing as a person. But reminding yourself that you you love your own skin, your own body, your own soul, right? Because every soul is amazing and beautiful. It's just being on this physical plane world traumatizes us, <laughs> you know? And and if you haven't experienced anything traumatic, um, start thinking about the ways that you can support folks who have been through something traumatic. Everything we experience on this world is, is in a collective. And like I was saying about um, the United States being a very individualistic ideal, like a uh, nation even in our healing even in our experiences and journeys we feel like you have to be individual in that and and no it's not that you know healing comes in various ways and my favorite type of healing is collective healing community healing because then you can share your experiences with others that understand you Right. And and yeah, like trauma bonding, but also understanding and realizing that you can create connections with people and help support one another in all of your journeys. So find that inner peace. Find that standpoint where you can let go and be free of your own emotions, of your own trauma. Allow yourself inner grace. And again, you matter, you are enough, and you are loved. And I validate you in every single way of your beautiful abstractiness. I'm sending lots of love and light to you all. Take care.